8.35 on Christmas Eve. Jack Campbell's still at his desk. Now there's a hallmark moment for you. Peter, I don't see you rushing home to trim the tree. That's because I'm a heartless bastard. Only cares about money. Well, you know what? God love you for that. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. It's Christmas, finally. We have survived. We have survived the uh, the Christmas shopping season, now the Christmas buying season. And uh, if you're listening to me on the radio, Christmas was yesterday. If you're listening to me on, on podcast when we first sent it out, then Christmas is Christmas Eve. So uh, Merry Christmas to everyone and uh, welcome, welcome to it. We made it through the hard part other than, uh, you know, the actual time when your family's over and, you know, you have to start talking politics and religion. So uh, just to just to make it good, have some have some arguments and, you know, do your patriotic duty. And uh, <coughs> we're up here in uh, we're up here in Montana. Where I was excited about having a uh, white Christmas, but uh, we got up here last week to a blanket of about six inches of snow everywhere, and we got uh, one one night one night of a of a another another chunk of snow when we first got here, and then from there um, stayed cold for a little bit, melted a little bit, and now we're uh, now we're uh, waiting for the next one. We got one one more little blanket of about an inch and now it's i can see my lawn again and uh we're hoping hoping to get some more snow before christmas <coughs> hoping to get some more snow before christmas uh i'm re- actually recording on the 22nd supposed to get some more tomorrow night the, the mountains are beautiful and uh because they still have snow in them but on my lawn on my lawn it's a disappointing look of a lawn when i expected to have a big white wintry thing uh going on when uh from my first christmas in montana but anyway you know what the thing i love about montana it's not california hardly anybody wearing masks anywhere and uh it's just feels like america up here so uh so if you're not if you're not uh if you're still in california and uh enjoying the having to wear a mask everywhere inside i'm sorry i'm sorry um so i opened up with that clip from the movie uh the family man um from however long ago i use it almost every year um and uh you know 8 35 christmas eve jack campbell still at his desk well you know what um i'm up here and i'm working a little bit not as much as i normally do uh historically historically anytime after about the 15th of december nobody wants to work and i just get frustrated and finally uh, my crew uh, started kicking me out about 20 years ago and say, hey, you know what, Ed, 
Um, Christmas is Christmas and there's nothing we can do. Escrow companies are, are, uh, working half days so they can party title companies are working half days so they can party appraisers want to go on vacation and so do the rest of your uh, crew. So, uh, just go, go on vacation. So you don't have to see it. That won't frustrate you so much. So, uh, but I see that everywhere. I see that everywhere. I see it up here. Um, where you walk into places and say, we changed our hours because we're unable to staff the place to keep it open. I walked into a, uh, office Depot, office Depot or office max. One of those, one of those to get a, to get a cable, um, to hook up my Roku to one of the TVs in one of our bedrooms. And there's like one guy in the, in the whole store. People are kind of roaming around, you know, it's not, not, not a, not a super, uh, super busy place. Not like going into Costco, but, um, there's like one guy in the whole store. All right. I'll come back another time. And, uh, I just don't, I don't understand why people don't want to work. Are people still, are people still getting paid, paid somewhere to stay home? Do kids not need money anymore for anything? I mean, all these fast food places, shouldn't they be, uh, Shouldn't there be people manning the store so kids can have money to go, uh, go on dates and put gas in their parents' cars. And are the parents that rich that they don't want their kids to make money anymore? I mean, I told my kids to go get jobs when they got in high school. Cause it's just great experience. Now I could afford to give them money for gas and I bought them cars, um, used cars. So they wouldn't use my, my cars as bumper cars while they're learning how to drive. And, uh, but I just think it's a great experience. And I say, Hey, you know what? do do the restaurant business because it's a great time to uh it's it's just good interaction with kids your age and it's fun and it's fast paced you get tips if you're doing uh if you're doing if you're working at certain places and just gives you extra pocket money in between paychecks and that's some of the stuff that I talk about in my book about you know just you learn how to work or is it that people have been home for so long on covid that they forgot how to work cuz i think that's a big part of it Cause I know, uh, um, after, you know, after we were home, home for uh, COVID, everyone's working from home. Um, I couldn't wait to get back to the office, but, but after, uh, I went through the COVID thing where I couldn't, I couldn't leave the house for a couple of weeks, you know, it's just, uh, then it's kind of slowing down for the holidays and it's hard to get back into the swing of, of going into, going into work. And that's me. Because I'm I'm an I'm a workaholic. Imagine people that really don't like to work. Imagine if you have have a job you really don't like. Go find one you do. Do something. Get back to work. Do something productive with your day. Hey, so anyway, we'll get into we'll get into uh, lots more. I'm kind of I'm kind of rambling because I'm in that Christmas that Christmas state of mind, and uh, you know I'm going to talk about the news, but everything on the news seems to be the same old crap, the same old stuff that that's going on. You know we can't talk about anything, but build back better and, uh, and, uh, the COVID and every other BS kind of, uh, propaganda that the government wants to put out. So it's, uh, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of rambling. I've got the, I've got the Christmas spirit as well. I don't really want to, uh, work too hard. I'd rather just chit chat about fun stuff. Let's talk about getting drunk on Christmas time. Let's talk about fun stuff like that. You know, uh, going out to dinner and catching a buzz, having some, uh, eggnog, and uh, what we what a kind of liquor we like to lace it with, um, 
we drink a lot of eggnog in our in our house, but it's usually un 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 uh, unleaded with no alcohol in it because it just tastes good. Um, so maybe we do a shot of tequila and then uh, then chase it with the eggnog. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll try that tonight. All right. So anyway, so uh, I opened up with uh, with uh, the uh, Family Man, and the song was uh, Peanuts uh, Peanuts Christmas. I forget what they call it. But, you know, it's on all the Charlie Brown stuff. I couldn't think of anything more Christmassy to uh, do on Christmas week. And uh, before I go on, let me introduce myself to those of you that don't know me. My name is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855 855- 640-2020. If you don't want to talk and you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, go to edhoffman.net, click on the Planet Home Lending logo. That'll take you to my lending page. You can put as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. And uh, I will help you. Uh, you'll hear back from either my myself or one of my talented teammates, and we will uh, help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. And uh, I'm getting, I'm starting to get, starting to get, well, it's, it's been on and on. It's been some weeks more than others, but tons of people calling about getting out of California. So again, as I always do, I'll say if you're if you're looking to uh, buy a house outside of uh, outside of California for your escape, or if you already own a piece a piece of property outside of California that you want to refinance, um, I am licensed in besides California, uh, Arizona, Nevada, Colorado, Utah, Texas, Arkansas. Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Ohio, Montana, Idaho, Oregon, Washington. So I think that's it. Um, we're adding adding a few more uh, in our office uh, that I will uh, unveil to you just as soon as we're officially licensed there. But if you're uh, but if you're wanting to uh, find out about getting an escape property, um, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty or at hoffman.net. Click on the fan, Planet Home Planet Home Lending logo. Uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, uh, click on the podcast page on edhoffman.net. You can listen to it on demand. You can also uh, get it on uh, SoundCloud or iTunes, iTunes slash Apple podcast, um, whichever you call it. Um, and you can uh, subscribe for free and have it download to your uh, your phone or your computer or whatever you listen to podcasts on. And uh, every week we upload it, it'll download to your device. Um, follow me on Twitter where I, where I uh, tweet. Not as much as not as much as I used to, but I'm at Ed Hoffman on Twitter. I'm at Big Ed Hoffman on the other ones, and uh, the Facebook page is uh, Facebook.com/slash the main event Ed Hoffman. And if you have comments on the show, send them to Ed at EdHoffman.net. And also, uh, don't forget, uh, it's probably too late to get a uh, to get a uh, if you know if you're listening to this on Christmas Eve, it's too late to get your uh, Experience Matters book. But buy it anyway. It's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great uh, story. You'll enjoy it. Everybody I know who's read it has enjoyed it. Hey, this could be my story. Uh, yep, it is your story. It's everybody's story, and all the lessons that we should be uh, taking into account from everything that we learned. If you're paying attention, I uh, lived my life and I paid attention and I learned a lot, and it worked out well. So um, read it, enjoy it. I, re- I I wrote it like I do my radio show. It's uh, easy to read. It's easy to read, all good. So anyway, so let's go on to what's going on in this country. Um, the winter of death, it's Christmas week, but it won't that won't stop Biden administration from declaring the start of the winter of death. You may have caught Biden saying that at the end of last week. In fact, 
In fact, I had a, several people send me this, um, this text. Well, they pulled it off of, uh, they pulled it off of uh, whitehouse.gov. And this was one of the uh, quotes that Joe Biden was saying. Um, for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you, uh, you may soon overwhelm. Isn't that a nice Christmas message? Remember, if they can keep you in fear, they can control you. If you, if you pay attention to everything they're saying, Everything they say is trying to keep you in fear and they have to keep you in fear. I heard, I heard, um, I don't remember if it was Fauci or one of the other morons that, uh, that is, is uh, in lockstep with the Biden administration say, you know, this thing, this thing may still be around till 2024. Yeah. The first, the first Tuesday in November of 2024, you think? Consider what they're saying. They're prepping us all to uh, have another all mail-in vote in 2024. Um, so uh, someone besides Trump can win. Because you know, you know Biden didn't really legitimately win last, uh, last, uh, last election about a year ago, a year ago uh, right now. So, uh, so on Sunday, on Sunday, the, either the Lord God Tony Fauci or outgoing NIH director Francis Collins appeared on every single Sunday show to spread their tidings of doom and gloom regarding the Omicron variant. Not one single person has died from Omicron, except for one supposedly that, um, that they said, hey, we had our first death. They said it a few days ago. But I don't really believe most of those because they just want to scare us because the rest of the time they're saying, the rest of the time they're, they're telling us that Omicron is super contagious, but it's not, you know, the symptoms are, are very mild. And, you know, no one's, they said uh, in South, in South uh, Africa where, uh, this thing broke out that their hospitaliza hospitalization rate is 1.7%. And their death rate is probably 0% because it's, the, it's like a mild cold. So why do we got to get scared about that? Oh, my God. Then I heard another fact. 70% of all, the, uh, all COVID positives now are Omicron. So it makes me think. Hmm. If Omicron doesn't have any uh, any severe severe uh, symptoms or severe, you know the 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 symptoms are mild, and seventy percent of everybody who's who's testing positive for for uh, COVID is Omicron. Why is anybody scared? Because don't we have an epidemic of the cold, cold and flu like this time every year? Why are they trying to scare the crap out of us? Why are we having a, why do we have a mandate, a mandate of having to wear masks uh, inside in California? Why are we having, man, why are they mandating these vaccines? Because they don't seem to help. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. So, uh, so, so no, no one, no one's, no one is getting too, too uh, sick from these things. And uh, but these health officials can't let that affect their message of doom and gloom. Instead, they'll focus on how contagious it is. What can you share with us this morning on, on where Omicron is and how much of a threat it is? Well, the one thing that's very clear, and there's no doubt about this, is his extraordinary capability of spreading, its transmissibility capability. It is just, you know, raging through through the world. 
Can you definitively say that Omicron is less, less severe? I cannot say that for the U.S. All of the other previous variants uh, pale by comparison in terms of the rate at which this one is spreading, doubling every two to three days. That's a doubling time of anywhere from two to three days. And when you have a doubling time that that short a period, pretty soon right. that isolate is going to take over. So we're in for a world of trouble, I'm afraid, in the next month or two. Well, that's a, at least he had a happy, cheerful attitude. Well, I guess we're in a world uh, in a, up for a world of trouble for the next uh, little bit. Uh, you know, it's neither one of them would answer the phone. Can you definitively say that it's less severe? No, I can't say that for uh, for here in America. Um, but you know that's it's uh, super extra contagious. It's amazing that they won't just they won't just cut to the the facts. Just tell us what it is. Hey, you know what? Uh, if you if you're a high school kid and you eat a lot of chocolate and a lot of greasy food, um, you're gonna get you're gonna get acne. So uh, no need no need to uh, to wear a mask and there's no need to isolate yourselves because you're because you don't we don't know if you necessarily get it from other kids, but there seems to be a epidemic of that going on. And in the cold, you know, in the in the seasons when when it's uh, especially in California where it's hot during the day and then it gets cold at night before the days catch up to where they're cold too for the winter time. A lot of people get sick. They catch colds and they get the flu and you know, it's uh, you know, they're, they're wiping their nose all the time and they're, then they're handling door handles and uh, then you catch it from door handles. You know, you got to wash your hands a lot. Otherwise you're going to catch this stuff, but we don't close the economy down for that. And we don't close, we don't stop living for that. We don't close people down. We don't make the kids stay, stay at home. We just deal with it. But that's not, that's not their, uh, that's not their message. That's not their, uh, their, uh, that's not their end goal. That's not their, uh, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's, that's not their agenda. That's not their agenda this time. Their agenda is to keep us scared to keep us hiding from the virus, to, to keep us worried about what's going to happen, they're going to die, and, and to make sure that there's, as long as they can control us, they can cheat on the elections. And they know that the Democrats know they're in trouble for next, next year, even though Biden says, oh, I got, I got messages from my Republican friends. Hey, Bal, you're, you're in trouble that we talked about last week. But... uh um they all know that's all bs they're blowing smoke up our butts so let's go on to the next part if you're not like me and you pay attention to professional sports you probably know that all your favorite players are testing positive uh the nfl the nhl and the nba have been scrambling to reschedule games left and right this week as players are dropping like flies well not literally though uh because omicron is more like a cold but it's funny how uh for the stuff that i pay attention to um they have they have games scheduled on on Sunday and there's too many guys with, with COVID, but it was okay for them to play on Tuesday. Hmm. Two days. Is that how severe Omicron is? Is that two days you can go out there and, and perform at your top performance or maybe, or maybe we're testing too much. My, my opinion is if you don't have symptoms, why test? What's the need? You know, we don't know how many false positives are out there. Oh, my God, I've got it. 
well, how do you feel? I feel normal, but I got it. And then we start panicking people. And if you don't, and if you don't have any symptoms, what's the point in testing over and over and over? They're talking about over a billion, over a billion, uh, uh, tests. They're going to try and get out there. It's, you know, uh, I heard at one point 500 billion. And then of course I heard uh, Biden say half a billion. So we don't really know what the hell they're talking about, but what is the point? Well, more people are getting, are getting it. So it's the cold. I don't know. That's how I see. It. That's how I see it. Um, and wait a minute. Aren't these players, aren't these players, the NBA, the, N- the NHL and the, and the NFL, aren't they all required to uh, be vaccinated? What's the point of getting vaccinated if you're just going to get it anyway? And it's a, well, you know, some people could get vaccinated. Some people might still get it. The whole freaking team got it. I don't know how many people they have on the bench on a football team. Is it 29? And, and, or was it 29 people on one team that, that had it? I don't remember. But it wasn't a couple guys got it. Hey, we all got vaccinated, but, uh, 29 of us got infected at the same time. What does that tell you folks? What does that tell you? Um, and, and these guys did get, did get vaccinated and they got COVID anyway on Francis Collins final day as the national Institute of health director, um, Brett bear asked him about this. Here's the issue. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, they have vaccination rates at 95, 97, almost 100 percent. So what do you say to people? And some of those are boosted. Many of those players are already boosted. What do you say to people who look at that and say, what happened to vaccination being the solution to getting back to normal life? Brad, I'm glad you're asking that, because while vaccination does not prevent the possibility of a breakthrough, it greatly reduces that. It certainly has for Delta. And for Omicron, if you've had two doses of five or Moderna, you are somewhat protected against a breakthrough infection. Vaccinations are going to be very much part of our solution here, and everybody should take advantage of them, but they're not perfect. It greatly reduces the, the possibility of a breakthrough. But, you know, it, it greatly reduces it, but the whole freaking team got it. And if you get it, it's going to be the possibility of severe severity of a and or hospitalization is greatly reduced how do you know how can he say that he doesn't know i'm just i'm just in i'm just amazed at this stuff and how people are are eating this stuff up well look at look at what's happening now we have omicron we gotta we gotta lock ourselves down we gotta i'm gonna put a mask on the turkey on christmas and i'm noticing all these commercials Hi, I didn't get vaccinated. I didn't think it was important for me, but then I got the, then I got it and it was, I felt like I was going to die. And, uh, then when, uh, then after I recovered, I got vaccinated and then I got it again and it wasn't so bad. Or I know someone who, uh, I got vaccinated and when I finally got it, it wasn't so bad. Why don't they put, why don't they put some commercials on there and say, Oh, I got my vaccination and I got my second vaccination and I just got my booster a week ago. And uh, six hours after I got my booster, I had a stroke. Now I can't, now I can't move the right side of my face and uh, I'm having a hard time walking and, or uh, riding since I'm right-handed. I can't, uh, I can't write anymore. So I have to type with my thumbs on my, uh, 
on my phone or my uh, or my uh, my iPad because uh, I can use my I can use my left hand, but I'm not very coordinated with it. And uh, you know, hey, I got I got the I got the the I got the vaccine, and I still got it, and uh, and I got it twice. I got it twice, and it's still. Uh, you know, I thought I thought I was gonna be okay, but uh, uh, you know, this vaccine stuff doesn't protect you, even though they told me it would. Life is a risk, folks. Life is a risk. Live it. Live your lives. Don't worry about all this BS. They're blowing blowing up our butt. Anyway, hey, I'm all out of time for the first half of the main event, so stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and I'll be right back with you with the second half. What are you doing up, sweetheart? Rocky bit my thumb. What? Him's nervous because Christmas is almost here. Nervous or excited? Him's nervous because you don't know if he's getting nothing. I don't think you should be nervous, and you shouldn't be either. Because if you're good, Santa knows it. And if you believe in him, and you believe in your mom, and you believe in your your dad, and if you've been good all year round, Santa Claus is going to bring you something. Sometimes I think all that Santa crap's just bull. If he was so real, how come we didn't get squat last year? We didn't do nothing wrong, and we still got the shaft. to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Plant Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate and financing on the radio, but I could talk for hours and hours and hours. And and if you're not in the market, you'll just switch to switch the channel. But if you uh, are interested in that kind of stuff, and if you think you might be in the market, or you think you might want to get out of California, or you think you might want to uh, refinance something that's already out of California that you have waiting for you so you can escape quickly. Um, you know, we left, we left, uh, California, the day they put on the mask mandate, said, well, it's going on on the 15th. Well, we're out of here on the 15th. So uh, we're coming back. But we have a house in Montana. We have a house in Arizona. So uh, first world problems, we can uh, we can get out when we need to. Um, but if you want to talk about if if you want to talk about um, your situation with real estate financing and uh, or you or you're over 62 or one of the one of your two spouses is over 62. Um, and you want to get some information about uh, reverse mortgages, which are a fantastic, fantastic um, financing tool. Uh, if you said, hey, I would never want to have one of those. Why? Well, because I want to leave the house to my kids. You still leave your house to your kids. And I don't want the bank to get it when I die. The bank doesn't get it when you die. Um, and I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Okay. If you, if, if you qualify to have a reverse mortgage and, and you are, are nervous about it, or you think it's a bad idea, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. And I'll straighten you out. It's a freaking great, it's a great financing tool. Um, if you qualify, um, also, if you want to buy, buy a house, California or 
uh, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Montana, Ohio, Idaho, Washington, Oregon. Uh, call me, 855-640-2020, and I'll help you uh, fill in the missing uh, all the I'll answer all the questions to your real estate financing uh, uh, questions. That I'll I'll give you the answers to all your real estate financing questions and uh, help you dial in. Um, I talked to some people who say, you know, hey, you know what? I got a six percent interest rate, but my uh, but my you know my loan amount is sixty thousand. Okay, I understand your six your your uh, six your six percent. Um, you should definitely refinance with that, but. I'm not, I'm not so sure it's going to pay for itself in the last few years of your loan. Um, but I will talk to these people and tell them, uh, tell them, uh, what's the right thing to do if, Hey, you know what, if you were my sister, how would I advise you? Not my sister in Pennsylvania. Cause, um, I'm not licensed in Pennsylvania, so I can't, uh, I can't do her house, but, uh, I give her financial advice and she just overrules me and reminds me that she's got a, she, hey, you know what? I have a I have a bachelor's degree in math and computer science, and I have three financial advisors. And I say, okay, well, whoever told you this was a good idea, you should fire that financial advisor because they're stupid. So anyway, um, if you want some you want some advice, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty or at hoffman.net. So uh, let's talk about some more stuff that's going on in this in this uh, country. On Tuesday, Joe Biden's Christmas gift to America was yet another predictable message to frighten everyone, shame, shame the unvaccinated, and preach the gospel of mass. By now, we can all probably write these speeches for him and include all the gaffes. Because Omicron spreads so easily, we'll see some fully vaccinated people get COVID, potentially in large numbers. There will be positive cases in every office, even here in the White House, among the, unva- among the vaccinated, among the vaccinated from, from Omicron. But these cases are highly unlikely to lead to serious illness. Vaccinated people who get COVID may get ill, but they're protected from severe illness and death. Yeah, really. You know, they're, they're, but they'll be, they'll have a very, very mild, mild sickness. That's because Omicron is very mild. That doesn't have to do with it vaccinated. But if they're vaccinated, they'll be very mild. Whatever. Next came the part where Biden told us how we're allowed to celebrate the holidays. Wearing a mask provides extra protection for you and those around you. And I know some Americans are wondering if you can safely celebrate the holidays with your family and friends. The answer is yes, you can. If you and those you celebrate with are vaccinated, particularly if you've gotten your booster shot. If you are vaccinated and follow the precautions that we all know well, you should feel comfortable celebrating Christmas and the holidays as you planned it. You know, you've done the right thing. You can enjoy the holiday season. Yeah. You forgot to throw in the part where, uh, where if you're unvaccinated that you're going to die and you're going to die and have a, and you're going to overwhelm the hospitals being in the hospitals. Yeah. Right. You know what? You should, you, Hey, let me give you my advice. Hey, enjoy the holidays. Has not a damn thing to do with with uh, Omicron. Doesn't have to do with anything with Biden. These are the holidays. Enjoy your family. Remember the reason for the season uh, is uh, the uh, invasion day when uh, when uh, God's kingdom sent down sent down uh, Jesus to uh, to uh, invade 
invade the earth and start a spiritual war in this in on this on the earth and that's where it all started and that's what we're celebrating it has not a damn thing to do with joe biden or anybody on tv enjoy your family and enjoy your uh, your faith in god uh there's one gift more uh free covid testing sites and free at home tests since no one seems to know the difference between a 25 dollars test and a 200 dollars test this seems like something we should have done a long time ago and you know what i wonder all these tests, who's getting a kickback from this stuff? You know, these vaccines were invented invented, uh, or they were put through with Operation Warp Speed uh, last year. Thanks, President Trump. And uh, that's the reason they're there, not anything to do with Biden. And some of these companies are making a, a, a boatload of money on these things because the government's paying for it. You know, when the government's paying, there's no there's no uh, there's no rhyme or reason to what they charge and no one no one. No one since Trump is ever going to step in and say, wait, 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 wait. You're charging this much. There's no way we're giving you a contract for this much stuff. You can you can cut it down to that because he he uh, watched our our taxpayer pool like it was his own money. He ran it like his own business. And uh, that's that's why we were uh, financially in good shape in this country when that happened. But Democrats don't think about that. But, hey, you know, we're going to have all these free free. Uh, free vaccines and you need to go get your vaccine and your second vaccine and your booster shot. And then you're going to have to have booster shots on top of booster shots. Somebody's making money on that stuff. Does anybody check to see uh, any new employment for Hunter Biden uh, at, at uh, Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson and Johnson lately? This is, you know, follow the money here. And, and what about these test kits? Now we're going to produce all these test kits. So, uh, so here's Biden. We also need to do better with at-home testing. So I'm announcing today the federal government will purchase one half billion, that's not million, billion with a B, additional at-home rapid tests with delivery starting in January. We'll be getting these tests to Americans for free and we'll have websites where you can get them delivered to your home. What's your message to Americans who are trying to get tested now and who are not able to get tested and who are wondering what took so long to ramp up testing? Come on, what took so long? What happened was the Omicron virus spread even more rapidly than anybody thought. Yeah, that's that's the reason. We didn't really need all these tests before Omicron. The the lowest uh the lowest severe severe the lowest in severity of all the variants. Um we didn't we didn't need them back then. And he's talking about half a million, five hundred half a billion, five hundred million. We have 330 million people in the in the uh, country. How long is that going to last? It's kind of like uh, releasing 50 million ga- uh, barrels of oil uh, to try and push the price of gas down. Um, and of course, that's really about three days worth of our of what we uh, use in this country. And uh, and of course, everyone else is saying multi. I've heard 500 billion tests, but um, how many times do we have to test? I don't know. Remember, this is a president who campaigned on a promise to shut down the virus. Here's how he's ending the year. I know you're tired. I really mean this, and I know you're frustrated. We all want this to be over, but we're still in it. And this is a critical moment. So are we going back to March 2020? Not just last March 2021, but March 2020, when the pandemic first hit. <clears throat> That's what I keep getting asked. The answer is absolutely 
No. I know vaccination requirements are unpopular for many. They're not even popular for those who are anxious to get them. My administration has put them in place not to control your life, but to save your life. Wait, his administration put these in place? Hello? Can you believe this crap? Oh, my, my administration put these in place. Your administration didn't put them in place. Trump did. They said, hey, you're not going to get a vaccine shorter, shorter than uh, five years from now. And, and uh, Trump said, hey, let's put, the, let's put the full court press on it. And, and what does that mean? My, my, uh, my interpretation of what Operation Warp Speed says, hey, hey uh, Moderna, Pfizer, all these companies, Stop doing what you're doing. You say, hey, it's going to take five years because we have to produce these other drugs. We're doing this and doing that. Stop doing everything else except for this. Put your whole crew on it. We'll pay you for that. Blah, blah, blah. Get this thing done. Now Biden's saying his administration put this in place. They didn't do anything. They're taking, they're taking credit for, oh, the economy's booming. We have, we have the, strongest, the, strongest, uh, uh, the strongest recovery. In, in 50 years, yeah, recovery from what? All you're doing is comparing to when everyone was on, uh, was, was uh, shut down. So you're opening it back up and it's just, and everyone's going back to work. It's imagine what would happen if you didn't pay everybody to stay at home all that, all that time. Then it was a Christmas miracle when President Doomsday was suddenly filled with optimism the very next morning. Uh, while on a televised Zoom call with executives from FedEx, Biden was full of good news on the supply chain and the economy. Uh, before getting an update from my supply chain task force, I want to say a word about the progress our economy's made this year and how my administration will continue to tackle the cost increase uh, that uh, American people are facing. Take gas prices. Months ago, I saw oil production wasn't keeping up with the demand as the world started to get moving again, which could drive up prices at the expense of our consumers. That's why I work with international partners to coordinate the release of oil from our oil reserves and theirs. Now, gas prices are coming down more than 10 cents a gallon nationally. Gas prices in 21 states now are at their historic averages before the pandemic, historic averages. That's good news for Americans hitting the road this week. Yeah, ten cents. You know, I looked, I looked, and I noticed that that the oil production wasn't keeping up. Why wasn't it keeping up, Joe? Maybe because you shut down all the drilling in America. You shut down uh, the Anwar. You shut down. You shut down the uh, Keystone Pipeline. You shut down everything. And now you're working with your international partners, which we didn't need until you got into office and stopped all the production here in the United States. And now you're talking about releasing our, our, uh, our oil reserves. Why do we have the oil reserves, uh, Joe? Oh, yeah, because when we didn't need it, when, uh, when uh, Trump drove the price of oil down by producing it here, um, he had opportunity, he had the price of oil, international oil was so low that he said, hey, I can buy, uh, I can buy uh, uh, barrels of oil for 30 bucks a, a barrel, I don't buy. He bought you know a, a few billion uh, uh, barrels um, from overseas while they're so cheap to put them in our reserves. 
that your was that you're doing too, Joe? And you know what? Uh, when he came into office, uh, prices in prices in other states besides California, uh, I paid a dollar seventy two for premium in Arizona right before the election. Um, I think it was the weekend we were in Bullhead City to uh, see uh, Trump uh, drop in for his rally at, at uh, Bullhead City Airport, and dollar uh, seventy two per gallon. And then you go across the across the uh, uh, the state the state line into California. And there you are at, uh, then you are at about three bucks. And today, today on the way, on the way here in California, I paid five thirty nine a gallon. So let's see, you went up $2, $2 a gallon, $2 to two to two forty a gallon. Um, in, uh, and now you're getting excited about dropping at 10 cents a gallon. You know, if Democrats are that stupid that they're going to eat this stuff, that they're gonna they're gonna take this stuff. Look at what Joe Biden's doing. I actually I actually went in uh went in to uh, buy some stuff and and uh, what was it I was talking about um about people. Oh, I know. I handed a hundred dollar bill to the lady at the cashier and she's looking at it. She goes, "Okay, it's got this, got this, got this." And I'm going. I go. It came out of ATM. She goes, "Well, you know, we have come across some counterfeit bills." And I said, I don't doubt it because, you know, crime isn't crime isn't illegal anymore. She goes, yeah, this country's this country's in a weird place. And I go, yeah, if we didn't put that senile old man in the White House, it might 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 have uh, might not be so crazy like this. She goes, well, let's stop there because I voted for that scene. I voted for that guy in the White House. And I go, you did. I, she goes, I go, why'd you do that? She goes, because I liked him. I go, how do you feel today? She goes, I still like him. All right. No, uh, no, no, uh, no, uh, no rhyme or reason for common sense. Anyway, I haven't, uh, I didn't wait for any comments on that one. I just walked out. Um, so such is such is life. But now we're at, we're at historic, historic averages for gas prices. What's that mean? We're at historic averages. Does that include when the, the Carter administration? And does that include, uh, oh, apparently, uh, apparently our, our, our cost, our cost in, uh, what was it here? Our cost in, I have this thing from triple a here, uh, gas highest gas prices in history, uh, were $4 and 68 cents a gallon, uh, Friday. And it was, uh, a penny short of the highest recorded average, highest recorded average, which was October, 2012. I don't know. I don't know what's that was. Uh, I don't know where where we were there. I remember the gas prices going crazy in Carter time, but Carter time we were you know we were at fifty cents a gallon before that, so uh, probably didn't get that high. But this is the this is the ridiculousness of what they're feeding us. So let's go on. Democrats had already accepted the Build Back Better plan would not, would not likely pass the Senate before the end of the year. But on Sunday, Joe Manchin of West Virginia put the final nail in the coffin of Biden's $2 trillion climate and social spending. Remember, Senate Democrats were looking to pass the massive bill through budget reconciliation. Uh, here's why the Democrats have 50 votes in the Senate, which is too small of a majority to, to overcome the 60-vote supermajority requirement to advance legislation th through the chamber. Uh, budget reconciliation would help them avoid uh, Republican filibusters by only requiring a majority vote for passage, which is all the all the Democrats plus Kamala Harris would step in to be the tiebreaker. 
However, majority vote means all Democrats must be on board to send the bill to Biden's desk. And Joe Manchin is firmly not on board. Manchin dropped the bomb on Fox News Sunday. Uh, I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is this is a no. This is a no. There's a lot of good, but that bill is a mammoth piece of legislation, a mammoth piece. It's time, just vote. I've been saying that. Just vote. If that's what people need to show where they are, then vote. I've been trying to say it, and I don't know how many different ways I can say it. This has been strung out for so long, five and a half months. They're trying to make this adjustment, this adjustment. They're just trying to make the adjustment for the time to fit the money or the money to fit the time. Not changing our approach, not targeting things we should be doing. Making sure that people basically that truly need it are getting it making sure that we can do things in a much better fashion. We have things that we can do in a bipartisan way, the way the Senate's supposed to work, if we'll just let it happen. Yeah, so now progressive Democrats who don't understand how Congress works are pouting. Here's the squad members, AOC, Elon Omar, and Cori Bush, along with, uh, with their, uh, their guiding light, Bernie Sanders. I think uh, what Senator Manchin did yesterday represents such an egregious breach of the trust of the president. And it's also, you know, this is exactly why uh, it's an outcome that we had warned about. <laughs> I mean, we, we all knew that uh, Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. Um, you know, the, the excuses that he just made, um, I think, are complete bull****. We cannot allow one lone senator from West Virginia to obstruct the president's agenda, to obstruct the people's agenda. I hope that we will bring a strong bill to the floor of the Senate as soon as we can and let Mr. Manchin explain to the people of West Virginia why he doesn't have the guts to stand up to powerful special interests. Hmm. All this is Manchin's fault. Did we forget about 50 votes in the, of the 50 Republican votes? Uh, don't they have some credit for that too? And does everybody forget, um, you know, hey, do we vote? Do we vote for our senators and for our uh, congressmen uh, based on them being loyal to the president or them being loyal to their party? I thought that I thought they're supposed to represent us, the constituents. And, you know, hey, we're going to let we're going to let Manchin tell the people why he won't stand up to special interests. The special interests of his people in uh, in West Virginia are all in the coal business. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about shutting them down. He wants to do things that are good for his for his state. That's why that's why different senators, two senators from each state, and however many uh, 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 Congress people come from each state based on the based on the people representation of those people, not of the president, not of the bill. So hopefully we we start uh, paying attention to that and we. Uh, we do something about this. So uh, let's finish up with uh, Kamala's Christmas fails. We're on week four of Kamala Harris failure watch. Uh, December started out with key staff members to the vice president submitting their resignations. Now the month ends with some epic fails on Kamala's part, just in time for Christmas. Case in point, LA Times interview. Um, vice President Kamala Harris said Friday that the administration failed to anticipate the variants that have prolonged and worsened the COVID-19 pandemic. She underestimated the role of misinformation would play in prolonging the disease that has killed 800,000 Americans. Yeah, right. Uh, we didn't see Delta coming. I think most scientists did not. 
upon whose advice we and direction we have relied. Didn't see Delta coming, she said. We didn't see Omicron coming, and that's and that's the nature of what this is. This awful virus has been, which, as it turns out, has mutations and variants. These guys are doctors. Follow the science. That's how viruses go. And uh, so how's that for exposing the incompetence of uh, the National Institute of Health, Fauci, and the entire Biden administration? But on Meet the Press, Fauci was a good little soldier and covered for vice president. I want to ask you to react to one thing. The vice president uh, said in an interview on Friday, we didn't see Delta coming. I think most scientists did not. Dr. Fauci, I, did you not see variants coming or did you? Yeah, I did. And, and I think that the vice president's uh, statement was taken a bit out of context. I believe she was referring to the fact that the, the, the extraordinary number of mutations and amino acid substitutions, particularly with Omicron, no one had expected it that much, but we were well prepared and expected that we were going to see variants. There's no doubt about that. But I believe that the vice president was referring to the fact, if you look at the number of mutations in Omicron, it's unprecedented. Mm -hmm. There are about 50 of them, 30 of them in the spike protein and about 10 to 12 of them on the receptor binding domain. We've never seen anything like that before. So in that context, she was correct. Yeah, that's that's what Kamala Harris was referring to. Isn't this the same woman who said last week, hey, how come I can't hear the gurgling when I'm uh, feeling when I'm plugging in my electric car? I can't I can't hear the gurgling and the smell when the fuel goes in. I think everybody's everybody needs to just uh, stop listening to this stuff. Use your logically thinking brain. Enjoy Christmas. Don't wear a mask. Have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your family and remember the reason for the season. And uh, I will be back again with you next week with our top 10 morons list. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week. <laughs>